do you regulate your emotions when it feels like you go from zero to a hundred in a matter of seconds? How do you catch those emotions before you erupt like a volcano? That's what I'm discussing in this episode of Chilled Out Parenting. But just before we go into that, a quick reminder that if you're looking for a step-by-step guide to becoming a calm, confident parent, you can grab my book, Chilled Out Mum, using the link in the show notes below this episode. Okay, so today's topic is all about learning to regulate your emotions so you can take control of your mood in the heat of the moment and stop yourself from getting too elevated and resorting to shouting or losing your temper when you feel really pushed to your limits. As always, the Chilled Out Parenting podcast is about giving you not just the information you need, but actionable takeaways so you can get the transformation you're looking for too. Last episode, we looked closely at responsive parenting which is about being tuned in and sensitive to the needs of our kids and managing our feelings in that moment so we can stay present. Reactive parenting, on the other hand, is when our emotions run the show. This is when we might shout, slam doors, make threats and dish out punishments that we often regret later. Moving from being a mostly reactive parent to being a mostly responsive parent means learning to regulate and manage your emotions successfully even when they feel very intense. Now, this is not easy for a whole bunch of reasons. Let's consider that now. So all of us have an emotional history that comes from our upbringing and emotional climate in our family home. Some of us grew up in a home where emotions were supported and encouraged, while some of us grew up in homes where emotions were dismissed or even disapproved of. Growing up this way can make it hard for people to connect with and express their feelings as adults. What you end up with is your meta-emotions story, which is how you feel about feelings. Your meta-emotions story can explain why you find it hard to process your emotions and validate them in other people. Now, don't worry. If this is an area you struggle with, you can work on this with the right tools and strategies, and I have a really easy one to share with you in this episode. This is a three-step process to help you identify your feelings and manage them in a productive way so that when you're faced with those frustrating parenting challenges that often lead to shouting and behaving in a way you don't like, this is something that will help you gain control over your feelings and how the scenario pans out. Let's look at each of those three steps now. The first step is to pause. It might feel like we have big reactions to triggers and stresses so quickly that there's no room for thinking. But in truth, there is time if we intentionally create it by carving out a few seconds of space to pause, reflect, and consider what feelings you're having. You can dramatically control what happens in the rest of the scene. So, next time a stressful event happens, and I don't mean a huge significant one, I mean those regular, annoying occurrences that happen in parenting that all of us have big feelings about from time to time. Things like running late, whining children, being ignored, playing up at bedtime, all those sorts of things. So, next time any of those ones happen, say to yourself, stop before you react with shouting or frustration. This is you intentionally creating a pause to investigate what feelings are coming up for you. Okay, now that you've got the first step squared away, let's move on to the second step in regulating our emotions in the heat of the moment. This next step is called notice. In the hustle bustle of parenting life and all the ups and downs of a busy day, we rarely get the chance to notice what's happening inside of us. But this is essential if you want to regulate your emotions. 
I mean, how can you control your feelings if you don't notice them first? People with high emotional intelligence are very well acquainted with their feelings and have lots of words to describe specific emotions they feel at different times of the day. This is your chance to not only acknowledge those feelings of yours, but to give them names too. Don't just go for angry. Be more specific. Maybe you feel more than angry. Maybe you feel hurt. Maybe you feel disrespected or ignored. Here's the thing about anger. It's what we call a secondary emotion, which means some other feeling always comes before it. And to resolve that feeling, you need to discover what that is. So this step, notice, is all about reflecting on those deeper feelings and naming them. You know what happens when we name our feelings? We tame them, meaning they immediately lose some power and our central nervous system feels soothed as a result. This is a really important step in calming down. Okay, so we've now covered the first two steps. Step one is the pause, where we intentionally carve out a few seconds of time to think and reflect. The second step is to notice what feelings we're having and to name them. The third step is to attend to those feelings. This is where you meet your emotional needs, either with a calming statement to yourself or just a statement that acknowledges that feeling and gives you permission to feel it. For example, saying to yourself, I'm really angry right now and quite hurt because the kids aren't listening to me okay to feel hurt and angry. Now we can actually take this one step further because of course in those hairy parenting moments we still have the issue of the kids not listening or whining or whatever it is they're doing. We still have to parent in that moment even with our intense feelings. But what you'll find is that once you pause, notice and attend to those feelings, you'll lower their intensity just enough to think clearly about what you need to do in that moment to look after those feelings rather than let them dictate what happens next. For example, if you said to yourself, I'm really angry right now and I'm hurt because the kids aren't listening to me, it's okay to feel hurt and angry, you might add on to that, what can I do right now to get through this without shouting? Or what's an easier way to deal with this challenge? What options do I have? Do you see how these questions are calm and logical? This is what you can do when you regulate your feelings because in doing so, you're gaining control over them. When you don't stop to notice and attend to your feelings, they will just lead the way and spill all over the place without logic or reasoning featuring at all. So let's recap what we've covered here before we turn this into an actionable task for you to take away and do. First, we looked at how the way we manage our feelings can be a result of how our feelings were supported as a child. So if our parents didn't have the resources to support our big feelings when we were little, there's a good chance you've continued to struggle with your feelings as an adult, like so many of us have. Then we considered three practical steps you can start putting into place every day to help you boost your emotional intelligence and regulate your strong feelings. The great side effect of doing all this, of course, is the excellent role modeling you'll be doing for your children who'll be watching you do this and eventually learn to do it for themselves. Those three steps we covered were, step one, pause. First, we carve out a few seconds of time when we're faced with a stressful parenting situation or triggering event. Step two, notice. The second step is to notice the feelings we're experiencing in that moment and to name them. Step three, attend. The third step is to attend to those feelings with a calming statement. Remember, our feelings are messengers. They're designed to be attended to. So the better we get at doing this, the more effective you'll become at regulating them. Your takeaway task for this episode? 
I want you to write down these three steps and stick them on the fridge. Use a big Sharpie or a texter and make sure it's really clear so you can't miss it anytime you're in the kitchen. Then practice using them. And don't wait for stressful things to happen. Start practicing right away with any event. Run out of milk? Practice the three steps and regulate those feelings. Partner home late from work? Use the steps to practice noticing and naming those feelings. Annoying spam call when you're in the middle of stuff? Seriously, how annoying are those calls? This is another chance to practice pausing, noticing, and attending to those feelings. Trust me, the more you practice, the easier and more natural this will feel. So that when those bigger events and triggers do happen, you'll be ready to do this work. Now, if you're enjoying this topic, you can read more about it in my book, Chilled Out Mum, which you can grab using the link in the show notes below this episode. And if you think someone else would find this podcast useful, please leave me a review at podchaser.com. Now, we're not done because as always, this podcast is for delivering great parenting guidance, but it's also about helping you be the best possible version of yourself. And how can you be your best if you're not at your best? So every week, I share a new chilled out tool for filling your well-being tank to help you keep on top of your mental load and happiness levels. This week's chilled out tool in the spotlight is journaling. Journaling can be such a powerful tool for promoting positivity and calmness in your life. So it's a great thing to include in your chilled out parenting toolkit. For us parents, it provides a structured and personal way to navigate the ups and downs of parenting and can help us make sense of our thoughts and feelings. It can also be a great keepsake as you can fill it with meaningful parenting moments and capture memories. You can write about your children's milestones, things you did together, things you learned about yourself and funny stories that will make you smile for years to come. Journaling can also be a wonderful tool for self-growth, which is a huge part of parenting. Write about your parenting concerns and challenges. You'll find that this will help you come up with solutions and different ways of doing things. Journaling taps into different perspectives and options for solving problems in ways that plain old thinking can't do. If you're looking to learn more about yourself as a parent, as well as enjoy the whole thing a lot more, journaling is a great tool for you to consider. Now, you can use your journal in any way that helps you, whether that's for capturing your deepest feelings or for keeping track of your life. You might find that the purpose of it changes over time, but you'll never know unless you get started. Here's what I recommend for getting started. Number one, get yourself a beautiful journal. You can get one that comes with prompts to help you get started with daily writing, or you can simply get a notepad. There are no rules for what sort of book you should get here, but I'm a big fan of gorgeous notepads or those ones that have something motivational on them just so that looking at them gives me positive vibes. Same goes for the pen. If it floats your boat to have a special pen just for you and your journal, get one of those too. Next up, determine how often and when you'd like to journal. Will you journal daily every morning before the household wakes up? Or would you prefer to capture your thoughts at night just before bed? You don't have to journal every day. This part is completely up to you. However, I do recommend you set a target so the intention is there and it's likely to happen. Number three is to start writing. Please don't wait for inspiration to strike and give you something to write about. That's not how it works. You just need to get started. And once you do get some words out, you'll find that they start flowing. If you do feel really stuck, just Google prompts for journaling and pick out a sentence starter. Number four, finally, keep your journal somewhere safe, but also where it remains front of mind and won't get buried in stuff. And keep it sacred. This is not for doodles and taking down phone numbers, and it's not for the kids to practice drawing dinosaurs in. 
This is for you. So set the boundary and stick to it. And on that note, it's time to wrap up this episode of Chilled Out Parenting. To recap, your actionable task this week is to put those three steps, pause, notice, attend, on your fridge or somewhere else that you'll see really often so that you can practice using them as much as possible. You can even teach your kids and your partner to do it if you want to. And speaking of your children, in the next episode of Chilled Out Parenting, we're going to be looking at supporting their big feelings so that you can add some more ideas to your toolkit. So make sure you tune in for that one. And don't forget to try journaling. Enjoy what you come up with and let me know how you go. I would love to hear from you. Just drop me a note over at Facebook at Karina Lane Coach. And again, if you think others will benefit from this podcast, please leave me a review at podchaser.com. Remember, if you're not at your best, you can't be your best.